Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Let's head to the Brown and Group and Celebrity Line and welcome in the voice of the Cardinals on Valley Sports Midwest and our friend here at 101 ESPN. It's Dan McLaughlin. Good morning, Danny Mac. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good morning, guys. How are you? We are doing well. So great to hear from you after the Cardinals weekend series in Boston. First thing from me, Dan, just really tough for Tyler O'Neill to deal with yet another injury. He seemed to really be starting to heat up and he gets removed in the game last night with that left hamstring. But even though it is the next man up mentality for the Cardinals and they have the depth to overcome a situation like this, we know how Tyler O'Neill can change the complexity of this lineup. Oh, absolutely, and it's uh, it's a big loss for the club just because he was starting to swing the bat so well. He was three for four yesterday. He had a uh, extra base hit. He had a stolen base. He's going to give you Gold Glove defense and left. So, with he was heating up, that uh, that changes and lengthens this lineup for St. Louis. And unfortunately, he goes out. We don't know the uh, severity of the injury. He did travel with the club to Milwaukee. He'll be evaluated by the uh, the team tonight and uh, this afternoon and to, you know, figure out exactly where he's at. But I'm sure there'll be a uh, corresponding move coming up here uh, this afternoon. Dan, Dan, for a guy that is in the kind of shape that Tyler O'Neill is in, and and now that we're, we're finally able to kind of be around these athletes a little bit more and you get like, well, what do you see with his routine, with his with his workouts, with with his with just learning how to take care of the body that's that's going to continue to help th- this guy through because on the field he's an absolute beast and keeping him healthy is important. Well, I'm the last guy to tell him about what to do, so uh, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, made, I made a comment earlier about me having about sixty percent body fat right now, so I'm with you. Right, right. <laughs> so um, you know, to his credit curbs, he actually dropped weight prior to last year. The the club had told him to be a little bit more flexible, maybe to avoid injury. You know, the thing would be for him to to basically drop a little weight, and he's done that. And ironically enough, I was talking with somebody uh, just two days ago. We were talking to Tyler at the team hotel, and then he walked away, and we kept talking. And, of course, we're going to talk behind his back. I mean, why wouldn't we do that? <laughs> so, uh he, he walked away, and we both said, man, that guy's just a beast. Like, But he still, you know, he had dropped some weight, but still looks so big. But yet some of the injuries he's had have been like sliding into second head first, hurts his hand or hurts his finger. Um, you know, th- this one is more of, okay, he, he's rounding first, and the, the hamstring grabs. And it's just one of those oddities of the season where guys get hurt. Now, unfortunately for the club yesterday, the temperatures in Boston were 59 degrees at game time. So it was windy. It was cold. It was cold in the booth. And uh, I made it through injury-free, thank goodness. But uh, some of the players suffered there. And obviously it was Tyler O'Neill. So uh, hopefully they get him back sooner than later, and we'll see what uh, what direction they go. I, I could see a large new bar maybe being a guy that, uh, buys them some time. Pretty soon you're going to get Jordan Hicks back here in 10 to 14 days. So, they, you know, slowly but surely they're getting some guys back. Well, I'm glad to hear that you made it out of Boston injury-free, Dan. <laughs> I did. I did. It was, uh, it was touch and go there for a while, but here we are. Good. You're such a gamer. Dan McLaughlin, oh, the voice yeah. of the Cardinals on Valley Sports Midwest, here with us on 101 ESPN. Andre Pallante, Dan, went for the Cardinals yesterday. He got into the six. He allowed two runs, four hits. He struck out four, walked just one. What's been your observations of Andre Pallante so far this season? 
Well, I talked to Ollie on the plane uh, here to Milwaukee, and I, I said, I think that's the best he's looked. And that's saying a lot because he's looked really good this year. And, and Ollie was in agreement. Um, it was five and two-thirds. It was a lack of walks, which was very, very important for him because at, at some point in time in, in games, he'll run into a rut where wildness hits him a little bit. So I, I think that the main concern I have right now with Palante in the rotation, kind of advancing your question and story, is who's going to bridge the gap to get you to the big three? Whether you're talking about Henesis Cabrera, uh, Ryan Helsley, uh, and Giovanni Gallegos. I mean, they've got to find middle relief somewhere. And Palante was that guy. So if you were down by a run or two or tied or up by a run, but a tight game, he was able to keep it that way and, and get you to the back end of games and give you a chance to win. Um, and right now they just don't have that guy. So Verhagen coughed it up yesterday and it's unfortunate to see that. And I'm sure his role will diminish here until he earns some trust back. And on the left side, I would think that Zach Thompson, his stock is rising as well from the left side to get you to the big three. So who's going to fill that gap right now is a real big question for the Cardinals. Okay, let me ask you a question along those same lines, and I have to frame this carefully because I don't want, in, in the literal world that sports fans take things, when, when Marmol yeah. <laughs> when, when was, was asked about this and, 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 he, and was quoted after the game, he said, I'm not using Geo down two. He's here to pitch when we're even or ahead. And he goes, Helsley's here to pitch in high leverage situations, not down two. And and I understand that to some degree. And when we're talking game 68 and philosophical, and I'm not going to hold Marmold to that philosophy every single game, every year you're trying to catch the guy in a trap. But at some point in time, too, if, if you're still struggling to find that guy, Sometimes you might need to use one of those guys to keep you at two so you can give yourself a chance, don't you think? I think generally speaking, um, yes. I, I think if you're in September, yes. Right. I think in June, no. So um, I, I would put it this way, Curbs, is that they've got to find or someone needs to emerge to be better than the other three. So if if you're taking that point of view, and, and I happen to tend with, to agree with you at times, not always on this, is that, so for instance, if, if you're coming up tonight and Christian Yelich, it's in the sixth, and you've got uh, second and third and two outs, it, does it, uh, and, and the Cardinals will go after him, he's not the same guy that he was a few years ago, is it okay to use Ennis' Cabrera in that spot down by a run? Sure, because you're going to keep the game within one, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, he can give you another inning. Um, those kind of situations, I think, do present itself. But I, I think to the bigger picture, what's going on with the bullpen is that they have to have somebody else emerge. Now, I'll throw a name at you that I, I think will get a shot, and I bet we see him tonight, and that's Johan Oviedo. Hmm. And so Johan Oviedo looked better uh, coming out of the bullpen the other, di- uh, the other night. Now, my concern with that is that as a starter, he's had a handful of starts where you walk away and you go, man, that guy, he's, he's pretty good. He's getting it done. There have been other times when all of a sudden he starts and you look up and you're down four or five and he doesn't go deep into a game and that's not sustainable for five innings. The other night he came in, uh, the Cardinals were down. They were down by four, I believe, at that time. It was five to one, and he pitched lights out. Then the Cardinals tied, the up, tied it up, and all of a sudden 
pitched lights on. Uh, so it wasn't quite the same guy because I think maybe the tightness of the game got to him. So my point is what I'm trying to say is we're, we're going to find out more about maybe Johan Oviedo, uh, Zach Thompson, and that gives you a couple of weeks to maybe figure this thing out before Jordan Hicks comes back. And, and maybe he's the guy that fills that role to, to bridge the gap and becomes the big four instead of just the big three. Relievers are going to give up runs, though. How, how does how does Marmol judge that youth aspect of having to get in some experiences and even fail from time to time for, and, and build that trust that you are talking about doing while you're still trying to develop? Well, I think he did it with Andre Pallante. You know, uh, I was talking to Ali yesterday in his office about this, and Pallante, if you go back to – uh, the beginning of the season, there was a game against Miami. Michael has, had pitched really well against Sandy Alcantara, and it was a scoreless game, and, and Miles came out, and uh, the big first baseman of the uh, Marlins, who am I thinking of? Jesus Aguilar, thank you. Um, Jesus Aguilar was up with the game on the line, and Pallante came in and gave him two scoreless innings. So you found out a lot about Andre Pallante in just one appearance. Number one, it's a young guy. Number two, he's got really good stuff. And number three, he's got some guts. And so then they started putting him, you know, in those spots. And I think that's what you do with these guys to try to find out what you have, uh, get them some experience. But again, remind yourself you're still in June and you're still trying to figure out maybe some of the roles that are, are moving forward. I mean, baseball is such a weird game where, and it's the greatest game, in my opinion, no offense, Curbs, where, you know, every night is a, a new chapter in a long book. And I know that's really cliche, yep. <laughs> but everything changes, right? Uh, you know, yesterday, Verhagen coughs it up. You're finding more about him. And some of the things you're finding out, maybe you don't like. So you got to change what you're doing to try to get through and maximize these games. So I, I think you can do a little bit of both of getting guys experience, but also trying to win games at the same time. And I do think that these guys give you a good chance to win. I I really like what I've seen out of Zach Thompson. He's been terrific. And remember, this time last year of how baseball can change very quickly, he's at the pitching lab in, in Jupiter, Florida, trying to figure out why his velocity had dipped so far. And they got him figured out. Now he's back on track, and now he's pitching with confidence. And a lot of times it, it's such a massive step for guys to go from AAA or the minor leagues to the major leagues. And then all of a sudden it happens, and they have success, and they say, hey, I do belong. I can do this. And they get better and better and better. Some guys don't. Some guys do. And I think we'll find that out in the next couple of weeks. Dan, a new chapter and a long book sounds like the title of the Michael Walker movie because <laughs> no it, it really describes what his career has been up to this point. I want to go back to Friday. He allowed one run on six hits and a walk, five and a thirds inning. He struck out five. And we always knew Michael Walker had the talent, but we just didn't know if the health would be there. And to see what he's doing for Boston this year, five and one with a 2.28 ERA, it is like a new chapter and a long book. He's been one of the biggest positive surprises of of the season. I agree with you. Um, and Chris will appreciate this. At Fenway Park, it's like being at the old uh, Maple Leaf Gardens or some yep. of the older buildings where the uh, the gondola, you know, you guys would be over the ice. Yep. It's like at Fenway, we're over uh, home plate. And so the perspective that we have to see a pitcher is really unique. Um, and I just thought that Waka, and I was working with Brad Thompson, who really is great on the mechanics of pitching and just picking up things along with Rick Horton. You know, those two guys just see things so well. And uh, we all were talking about, like, after the first inning, I was like, man, is the ball just coming out of his hand or what? 
and I don't know anything. These guys know pitching, and they're like, yep, you're right. And I was like, oh, okay, I feel pretty good about myself. <laughs> so uh, Waka had it coming out, and it, it was like even his arm, like just sometimes you watch how I call it just whipping. I mean, how you whip the ball and how you're able to get arm action. He had great arm action the other night. Ball was jumping out of his hand. He got a very good changeup, and uh, I couldn't be happier for one of my favorite guys when he was in St. Louis. He was thoughtful. He was great with fans. He was kind, and I can tell you, he worked his tail off to be out there every fifth day. He, he generally has had a shoulder issue every year he's been in the big leagues. Um, that first year he got in the big leagues, he took the baseball world by storm in the NLCS, but then after that, uh, it was shoulder issues, and he would do all kinds of of stuff behind the scenes of, of just uh, the shoulder exercises and trying to get uh, length out of that in terms of, of flexibility and build up strength. So to see the kind of career he's put together, it's uh, it's a credit to him, and I'm really happy for him, guys. All right, so we're only about 12, 13 games away from the midway point of the season. It's it's June 20th. What, what are you excited most about a series between the Cardinals and the Brewers that, that go into this series both tied atop the division. Well, the first thing I think of, Curbs, is tonight's matchup. That makes me excited. Uh, Michaelis and Corbin Burns. Now, I would not anticipate that Michaelis goes very deep in this game coming off the, the near-no-hitter the other day and close to 130 pitches. So I would guess, this is just a guess, I would, bet, I, I would say 75 to 85 pitches, and they're going to get him out of there. But if Miles is Miles, that's pretty efficient. You know, he's... He's a guy that with 75, 85 pitches, you can beat through six innings. So that's uh, that's the number one thing that excites me. Number two is that you have four innings. I'm sorry, four games, and I, I was thinking about covering five or four innings. Yep. But you have four games in which, you know, first place is on the line. And uh, this place will be rocking. I mean, Milwaukee's got great fans. That's the one thing that they do that the Cardinals uh, can appreciate is that they get behind their team. So I would anticipate that this would be a, a really good crowd I would imagine that we'll have Cardinal fans there, so that makes it fun. But this is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be these two teams uh, all season long going back and forth. And I'll be fascinated to see what the Cardinals do going back to the original point. Uh, Big games, first place on the line, albeit before the midway point of the season. But what are you going to do with your bullpen? So if Miles Michaelis is only giving you, you know, five innings tonight, how do you cover it to get to the other guys? And so that'll be one of the storylines coming out of this series. And I think the other thing is, is that Nolan Arenado is starting to swing the bat well. Um, I think he was hitless yesterday, but uh, Ali had told me going into the series with Boston, he said, you guys ever have a pick to click? And I said, sure. He goes, okay, what is it? And I said, right here. I said, what do you got? And he said, uh, I'm, he goes, take Nolan Arenado. He's mm-hmm. ready to go off. And so he did that, I thought, over the weekend. He looked different. Uh, he's letting the ball get deep. He's taking the ball the other way. Um, I'm anticipating a big series out of Nolan. Well, we'll be watching first pitch tonight is at 710, the Cardinals and the Brewers. Great stuff as always from Dan McLaughlin. Thanks so much, Danny Mack. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, guys. Have a great morning. Thanks. Thank you, Danny Mack. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. 
Nationally acclaimed heart surgeons. Advanced treatments for AFib. At Valley Health System in northern New Jersey, elite cardiac care takes many things. Breakthrough treatments for valve replacement. Some you might expect. Access to clinical trials. While others you might not. A team-based approach to your care. Questions that never go unanswered. Valley Health System. Everything medicine can do. A few things medicine can't.